Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner, and I'm on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. Today in the Speakeasy, we have Sean Evans. Sean is the president of Junior Achievement of Idaho. It's a nonprofit that inspires and prepares young people to compete in the global economy. Welcome to the Speakeasy, Sean. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having me here today. Okay, so... Uh, Sean, fill us in. What is Junior Achievement of Idaho? So Junior Achievement of Idaho is a nonprofit organization uh, that educates uh, young people uh, on entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and career readiness. Uh, we do that with uh, the help of our uh, volunteers from the business community uh, delivering our programs in the classroom. Uh, we have programs kindergarten through 12th grade that touch on all three of those uh, elements of our of our mission and our purpose. Um, we're, we're really trying to empower young people to own their own economic success uh, and give them the tools they need to understand uh, the things uh, that necessarily aren't taught today in 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 the regular school curriculum okay i agree this is one of my pet peeves actually about school these days so i'm curious to see um what uh so how do you guys you know get in in front of these kids i mean what's what's your pathway sure um so our programs are requested by teachers or schools uh okay we've got uh some schools uh, that we're, we're have very few teachers that are requesting our programs. We've got other schools that we're going in and doing an entire school-wide program uh, with the, with the programs. Uh, give me one of one name and one of those. Christine Donnell. This last year, Christine okay. Donnell Elementary uh, okay. in in Boise School District. Okay, we uh, went in with volunteers and delivered uh, programs kindergarten through fifth grade to every student in one day. Oh. Um, and our programs are sequential. So uh, our programs start in kindergarten. We have programs going all the way through 12th grade. Uh, and as the, the program grows with the student, it gets more in-depth. It starts sharing more and more uh, about financial literacy, career readiness, entrepreneur uh, programs with the students. Um, our programs start with the very basic, the basic between need and want. Yeah. Uh, our, our kindergarten program really tries to open that up for students. Uh, some adults today don't even know the difference between needs and wants. Sure. Uh, the teacher requests our program. Okay. Uh, we then will uh, find a business community volunteer that we can match up with that teacher. And then the volunteer and the teacher work out the time of the year and the time uh, that the volunteer will go in and deliver our program. Okay. So what do you mean business community volunteer? Like what do you – what? So we, we do get a lot of support from the financial sector. So a lot okay. of uh, the banks and financial institutions uh, in Idaho allow their employees to go out and volunteer in the community. And they use those hours to actually go out during their workday and volunteer in the classroom and deliver our programs. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the, the financial institutions in Idaho love our programs because of the financial literacy component that it delivers. Uh, then we've got other partners, AT&T, City Cards, um, CenturyLink. Uh, a lot of people are, are adopting our, are using our programs and allowing their employees to go into the community and volunteer in the classrooms. That's cool. 
How do you how do you tackle the entrepreneur? Because you said bankers, and I don't think entrepreneurs. I'm just throwing that no, out there. Absolutely not. Uh, we've got programs that are very very specific to entrepreneurship. Okay. Uh, that tends to come in when the kids are getting a little bit older. They are. Well, right. you know, although my my daughter who is in elementary and has like two businesses right now. You know, absolutely. Um, our, since our programs are sequential, uh, they are touching on all things. We have our second grade program gets the students start thinking about entrepreneurship. It lets them run a, a donut store. Oh. So part of the process is they have to come up with the product, the name of their store, and things like that. Cool. And they have to create different donut flavors and designs that they think are going to sell to their, their consumers. So that starts a little bit of the entrepreneurship program. But then, yes, as you start moving along and you're getting into the, uh, the high school programs that get more specific about uh, we've got a launch lesson that uh, a, an entrepreneur can come in and deliver. It's basically an opportunity for that entrepreneur to come in and talk to those high school students about what inspired them to be a, uh, a business owner or start their own business. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got very in-depth programs. Uh, many people that uh, remember JA uh, fondly 20, 30 years ago probably know JA through the company program. JA Company Program is uh, one of the capstone programs of JA USA, and it is where students don't don't just theorize or look at the academics of starting a company. They actually do. Uh, we've got a company program going on right now in Mountain View High School. Uh, I act as the advisor for that, and the students actually have to make the pitch about what their product is. They have to vet the venture. They have to form the company, they open bank accounts, they solicit funding, and then they actually have to produce their product and run their company. Mm. Uh, at Mountain View, this is done over the entire year. It's done with a group of seniors in their high school of business, and the they actually run their own company. That's and, awesome. And liquidate it at the end of the school year. I wish I had that when I was in high school. That's really cool. A lot of the people in Idaho, uh, JA in Idaho has been around since 1956, and a lot of the people that remember JA from their youth went through the company program. Mm. Uh, I run into a lot of people uh, that remember JA 30 years ago and they can still remember what their product was and, oh, and, sure. and what role they awesome. played in the company. Cool. Uh, we're speaking with Sean Evans. He is the uh, uh, president of Junior Achievement, as also known as JA uh, of Idaho. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay, so so. So JA Junior Achievement has been around for a long time. So you're talking about you know when we were kids, but how how far back does it go? So the roots. So Junior Achievement actually, 2019 will be celebrating its 100th anniversary of oh, wow. programs in the United States. Hmm. Uh, JA was started uh, in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, as a as a, a local program, and eventually grew to be a worldwide organization. Uh, JA USA. There's currently 109 JA areas. JA of Idaho makes up one of those 109 areas. But it's also a global uh, program. Uh, Junior Achievement USA is who develops our curriculum, uh, develops the, the, the lessons. And then we here in Idaho, which I said was established in the late 50s, uh, we bring it to the, the schools here in, in Idaho. Um, so yeah, it's a hundred year old program uh, this next year. Wow. Okay. And so, have you? How long you've been involved with it? I've been with JA for just a little over two years. Okay. And what? How are you? Like, what's? What are they? 
working on it. Like, obviously, there's a lot that's changing in our <laughs> economy, in our, you know, job market and things. Is there, is JA, Junior Achievement, is it, uh, you know, working to try to evolve with all the changes? Uh, absolutely. We're, if, if you're, those are the familiar with JA. Most of our programs are delivered by kits. Okay. Uh, and that's where a volunteer actually walks into the classroom with a, a kit, a, a bag full of all the materials that they're delivering to students uh, in handout material and things like that. JA over the last 10 years has been rapidly moving to blended programs so that there's more offerings uh, online for the programs uh, using tablet computers and delivering programs digitally to students um, in the classroom. One of the other ways that we're growing and expanding is we're creating more experiential type events for students. Students today learn better when they can actually get involved and participate and go through a simulation of what it's going to be like in real life uh, in some of these situations. Yeah. So those experiential programs are becoming more and more important for us to develop and produce. Uh, Last week, we just completed our uh, fifth year of our Inspire to Hire program. It is a career exploration event where we bring together students and they have an opportunity to, prior to attending, they go through some lessons. Uh, learning about the different career clusters and career opportunities available to them once they graduate. And then at the event, we've last, last week we brought together almost 40 vendors representing those different industries and career clusters. And the students got to go around to the tables talking to the uh, vendors about what career opportunities, what job opportunities, what pathways that they need to take in order to obtain a career in that industry. Hmm. Uh, so those those type of experiential events are ones that students are more engaged in. Um, and then earlier uh, in September, we completed our first stock market challenge event mm. where uh, we brought together students, taught them about investing, company valuation, um, the importance of starting early with your retirement. Uh, and then they got to actually simulate uh, 60 days worth of trading, and we created an environment where they got to experience the New York Stock Exchange floor. There mm-hmm. was traders on the floor. The students were having to call for a trader. They were watching the boards, executing trades. Hmm. Uh, so once again, those experiential events are really what students connect and retain that information a little bit better. Uh, you mentioned uh, one of your core tenets of junior achievement is uh, financial literacy. Yes. And um, how, you know, this seems to be a kind of a growing concern. What, what, what are you seeing? What's the magnitude of this, you know, challenge that we're trying to address with financial literacy? It's really combating generational debt. Mm-hmm. Um, today, more and more students and adults don't even take the basic steps of creating a budget for their home finances. Um, one in three Americans are... Uh, in debt or have credit cards in collections. Um, So financial literacy is really trying to teach these students how to better manage their own personal finances. No, this is not a, you know, a money management course to, to teach students how to manage the, the P&L statements of a company and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's giving them the basics of understanding uh, what my household budget is going to look like, the things that I have to budget for uh, on a given month, insurances, you know, are you going to do without those, life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, and the impacts that their credit score 
will have on their uh, entire life. So mm-hmm. those are the type of things that don't necessarily get translated to the students whenever they're taking a economics course. Sometimes those economics classes are instantly going, going to global economics, yes. talking about trade yep. and uh, tariffs and things like that. But it's not communicating to these students. Household economics. Household economics, yes. absolutely. Survival skills today. Yeah, right. It's not, it's not uh, basic education, it's, it's survival skills. Yeah, uh, well, that's one of my beefs. I actually went to business school. I got a degree in business. But it was always... Uh, Centered around uh, corporate, mm-hmm. corporate business, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. um, you know, what to do, how to, you know, succeed in that environment. And, and for that regard, yeah, it, it taught me a lot of things, but I was not really interested in the corporate ladder. I was more interested in my own business, mm-hmm. running my own business. And it um, I, almost non-existent was any training about that, you know, and so uh, it really... Uh, intrigues me that uh there's this program that's out there and includes entrepreneurial stuff and uh financial literacy because i think uh, you're right it's not there's you know if you need to go learn how to you know run a PL statement yeah there's counting you know classes you can take that but it's more like day to day my wife tells a great story is that she when she was in college it seems like every turn she get there was like hey get this free t-shirt if you sign up for our credit card and so students were you know falling for these things all the time including herself and they didn't really have the financial literacy understanding yet of all the implications of owning a credit card and uh which you know led to most all of them just making a slew of mistakes you know over the next few years absolutely uh we were at a meeting recently with one of our financial partners and they were sharing with us uh their overdraft fees. Some mm-hmm. of the f- financial institutions call them uh, overdraft protection fees and, and things like that now. Okay. And, you know, I, I continue to be shocked by the amount of overdraft fees that are still taking place. And um, with young people today, uh, it could be as simple as they're receiving an overdraft charge, which sometimes is 25 to $35 in order to buy a coffee. You know, mm. a, a $5 coffee throws them into overdraft. And uh, those are the challenges that they just don't understand uh, today uh, when it comes to their personal finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, one of the statistics that we share with uh, some of our uh, supporters and funders is that the 18 to 25-year-old age group is the fastest-growing age group filing for bankruptcy today. Mm. Wow. So it... it you know, they they instantly get those credit cards when they turn 18. They instantly get in debt. Um, but you can't go shopping without being offered one. No, you can't. I was just at the mall this weekend. I think I got offered it like eight times, you know, in like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then with the cost of everything else today for students, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to get rid of that student loan uh, debt with bankruptcy. But um there's there's a lot of other things that they're they're facing today. Uh, you know, uh, their credit score will determine uh, their some of their insurance rates uh, later in life, uh, based on cars, and they don't understand those things. They don't mm. understand that um, your lease uh, that you enter into and and maybe drop uh, when you're a, a young person that will affect your credit score uh, mm-hmm. throughout your life and mm-hmm. impact your your credit worthiness. Okay, well, um, so 
so let's talk about Idaho. So you're in here in Idaho. You, how big is your organization in Idaho? Like? Yeah. So um, RJA area actually covers Riggin South. Uh, okay. That's our designated area from JAUSA. Um, and this last school year, we delivered uh, 415 classes uh, to schools all across the state, um, serving almost 10,000 students this last year, taking our programs. Um, the, the Probably 80% of those is here in the Treasure Valley area, mm-hmm. but we, we also deliver programs in the Magic Valley, Eastern Idaho. Uh, we, uh, we're seeing quite a bit of growth in Eastern Idaho uh, requests for our programs. Um, but yeah, it's volunteer-based. It's, uh, it was a little over 350 volunteers that delivered those 415 classes last year. So we, we have some volunteers that are really gung-ho and they like delivering multiple classes or they deliver one in the fall and do another one in the spring. So, hmm. Okay. And what is your... What is your biggest challenge? I mean, what 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 is your biggest challenge as you come into this? You know, coming into 2019, what do you foresee? Um, you know, as a nonprofit, uh, achieving our funding goals to be able to continue to expand our uh, our reach for students, we're we're constantly getting requests for our programs, and we just have to make sure that we have the funding to uh, to support those programs. Our programs cost nothing to the teachers, to the schools, um, and then. Um, it's mainly just you know finding enough funding to to grow our programs. Mm-hmm. Um, the if you get more funding, it would allow you to do. It, it'll allow us to deliver more programs. Okay. Uh, last year we we did not meet all the requests okay. uh, that we had from from teachers across the state for programs, because of course it takes that funding to go out and recruit volunteers to create more awareness in certain communities. Um, you know if if we're uh, for getting requests from. Uh, Manan, Idaho, or uh, Preston, Idaho, we need to make sure that we've got volunteers in those communities that can deliver those programs. Um, here in the Treasure Valley, we, we do a little bit better job of meeting our, our uh, requests of programs just because the, the population base is, and business base is so large here. Yeah. And um, so with JA Idaho, um, it seems like you're you're kind of do you have you said you have some schools that use you a lot and mm-hmm. some are just very occasional um but you're, you're kind of it's kind of upon request it is okay yes. um well i just and wh- why would they not call you <laughs> well it we have over the last five years we saw a huge increase in our numbers and in 2010 we were only serving 1500 students and mm. those students were right here in the Treasure Valley. Oh, okay. We weren't expanding statewide. So we have grown quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a matter of, you know, having that that manageable, sustainable growth so that you don't get all these requests and you can't meet them. Yeah, sure. Um, the It also comes down to where is the teacher going to fit our curriculum into their lesson plan? Uh, kindergarten through sixth grade programs are much easier for a teacher to fit those those curriculum pieces in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hear from many uh, junior high and high school teachers with the demands that they have of uh, meeting core standards and the curriculum that must be taught to students. It's hard to find places to fit in programs like this that is very important. So, you know, do we 
Do we look at trying to lobby the Department of Education, uh, Idaho legislature, to increase the uh, the amount of hours that are dedicated to financial literacy? Yeah. Uh, for I students? say yes. I say yes. You say yes. Okay. Uh, That's my vote. Then you would have teachers probably finding more time mm-hmm. to be able to fit these type of programs in, in for their students. Yeah. I mean, like I, said, like I said, it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine that is, there's not more of it. Only because being a business owner, being having gone through that process, I had a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. That I, it, looking back, I, I was just curious why it it's uh, it was so absent um, from the traditional schooling. Just you know, if you think you're trying to get these students ready for the real world, I didn't know why there wasn't more uh, attention on that. And it might just be because. You know that there, people see the need, but it takes a long time for those you know to, to turn the big ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I I uh, I'm doing some research for this uh, this conversation, Sean. I'm talking with Sean Evans, the president of uh, Junior Achievement of Idaho. Uh, is this? Uh, I saw a statistic that said 91% of millennials wish they had a greater access to entrepreneurial education programs, which seems like. 91%, right? Absolutely. And uh, and I can see why, because when you get into a, you know, most of them have come into a, a shaky job market to mm-hmm. say, you know, and now, of course, much better than it was, but still, um, it just seems like the environment that kids are going into, um, it's just uh, much more turmoil, lots of changes. Um, there's less, there's less companies that offer, you know, long-term retirement stuff. There's just a lot of changes in the job market. And, uh, it's, uh, it seems like we're, um, I always thought, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, one of the greatest things that, one of the things that I want to teach my kids, no matter what they decide to do, I want to try to teach them, um, the, the kind of some core tense of how to succeed as an entrepreneur, because, if nothing else, you know, if you're in a position where you don't know, you can't, you know, you don't have to depend on anybody to hire you. You can just go out and create a job. Absolutely. You just create one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so I know what that gives me a lot of peace, you know, uh, to know that I don't have to rely on anybody for a paycheck. I can go out and earn my own. And I, with things, with the economy being the way it is, I can see why maybe more millennials will you know, want help with that aspect because they see other people doing it and just knowing, you know, having some more, you know, attention to that rather than the corporate, just the corporate ladder when there is discussion about business. Um, I'm hoping the conversation goes more entrepreneurial. It's kind of like, you know, the, our roots, you know, as a, as a nation, right? We're, we're all, everybody used to be an entrepreneur and then we got into more of this other type of site. So, I'm a big fan of that, as you can see. And I, and I, but I was shocked to see that statistic about 90% of millennials. Yeah, they, they definitely, they're hungry for the information. And, uh, Mike, this is, uh, November is National Entrepreneur Month. It and is? Yes, it is. Cool. Okay. And uh, J.A. loves to celebrate and honor entrepreneurs all over the country during this time of the year. Um, as as you've mentioned, and many people understand that business startups are responsible for over 20% of the gross job creation in our nation. And, uh, but the challenge is that the number of new businesses as a percentage overall has dropped by nearly half since the 1970s. Mm. It's the understanding of what it is to go out and start your own business. Uh, large corporations 
is what today most students think that that's where they've got to do is they got to go work for someone. Uh, that statistic that you shared about 91% uh, of the students wanting more information, well, that translates even down to some more research that's been done that uh, shows that many teens have a great interest in starting their own business, but that risks associated with entrepreneurship is the major concern that they have. They're just not being given the information to understand how to mitigate those risks mm -hmm. and how to enter the market uh, with their own business. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of that can be minimized with just more conversations. More conversation, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Young people need more information. They need role models mm -hmm. to help them better understand what's involved in starting a business and give them the confidence to pursue their dreams of starting their own business. Um, I like what uh, the Junior Achievement does when they actually give them those, those real life you know, not real, well, not sort of real life, where they actually go and they start a business because you learn there's one, there's a lot more details going on, aspects that you hadn't initially thought about. But then once you do get up and go, you're like, oh, I did it. And then it's less scary the next time. And the next absolutely. time is less scary than absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, most small business, uh, most great entrepreneurs around the nation, you're going to learn from your failures. Mm -hmm. you, absolutely. You've, you've got to go out. You've got to try. You've got to you know, build something. Uh, if it fails, you learn from it. And then you, you make those smart decisions uh, the next time you make that attempt. Uh, it's, it's, it's the American way of life. Yeah. You want to go out, learn from it, and, and build. Great. I, yes, and, and so okay, so um, what's the future like? You, you're going to keep trying to grow the the reach here in Idaho. Is that the goal? We are. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, we we've had tremendous success uh, since 2010 in growing our programs, mm -hmm. uh, mainly in the kindergarten through sixth grade. We have shifted um, our efforts to uh, try and find ways to be more engaging and impactful for the high school students. Mm -hmm. um, during that growth period uh, from 2010, 90% of our programs were kindergarten through sixth grade. So now we're spending more time on the high school programs, the entrepreneur programs, the career readiness programs, the financial literacy programs mm -hmm. that are gonna truly have an impact for that student tomorrow for them when they graduate high school, or in many cases, Today, when those students are having to help with their family uh, income levels or uh, supporting themselves uh, through some high school years. Absolutely. Um, real quick, on this career readiness, like what, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you guys help them with with that? What uh, Resumes. Okay. Uh, we've got programs, job shadow, uh, career readiness programs that help students uh, build a proper resume, mm -hmm. know how to you know put that together. Uh, the event that we did last week for career readiness also had a session where students got to do mock interviews. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this is the first time the student is actually sitting down across from a business professional. And these uh, type of programs and skills development really help those students develop those soft skills, those communication skills that so many employers out there, out there today are say are lacking from students. Uh, they, they've got the academic they may have the the book smarts but they're just not able to talk and communicate with uh the the customers sure. or their clients uh or their their own bosses 
uh, today. Right. So those are the type of, of programs that we're looking at. We're also doing some job shadowing programs. Mm. Uh, next week, we've got a great program where we're bringing over students from Caldwell High School and our partner City Cards is inviting in the students to their facility there in Meridian. They're going to be delivering them a career, career readiness program at City Cards and also sharing with them about some career opportunities with City. Okay. So uh, those are the type of programs that we try to do on the career readiness side. I like that. I like that idea of mm-hmm. more on, uh, um, entrepreneur, but, uh, you know, just job shouting stuff. It's just really a great way to see some, you know, see different types mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, I don't want to say career paths, but definitely, you know, career options. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've got the curriculum ready yeah. to go into a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we just need uh, the organizations, the businesses, the, uh, uh, the different industries to understand that they can really open those students' eyes. They can give back to their community by just inviting them in for some educational opportunities. Cool. Uh, we've been speaking with uh, Sean Evans. He's the president of Junior Achievement of Idaho and an organization that's nonprofit. It's been around for almost 100 years nationally um, in Idaho since the 50s. Um, but there really seems like you guys are really reshaping things and really making some great headway here, especially in the last a number of years. Um, wow. So, I, Sean, you mentioned like one of your biggest challenges still going forward is 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 funding your your mm-hmm. nonprofit that's you know and what about volunteers too are you always need more of those we're always needing more volunteers uh you can go to uh our website jidaho.org and you can find all of the volunteer opportunities there uh no matter where you live we've probably got a volunteer opportunity nearby in a school uh cool. you can you can sign up uh, you can sign up even if there's not a volunteer opportunity right now. And when the school makes a request, we'll notify you. Um, it gives you an opportunity to, to really get into the classroom and give back to the students. So, Awesome. Well, Sean, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for telling us all about Junior Achievement Idaho. Um, what, what a cool – I'm so glad this program exists, and not just here locally, but it's nationally and it continues to spread because there's uh, – I feel like there's a lot of work that can be done in this – this this area and absolutely we're only scratching the surface right we can provide these students i I agree okay well thanks sean for coming in um for more information uh go to juniorachievement.org um and you said is ja ja idaho.org is our local website perfect okay and we'll also put stuff on our website idahospeakeasy.com i'm mike turner you're listening to idaho speakeasy we'll we're taking a quick break but uh Uh, We have another interview coming up, but uh, thanks for tuning in. See you back next time.